Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. We are all going to read Psalm 91. Pay attention. Let's read Psalm 91, verse 1 to 16. And I want you to read it with your spirit. Okay? And I want you to see it with an open eye. And I want you to hear it with an open ear. Say, Heavenly Father, let my eyes be opened to see beyond. Let my ears be open to hear beyond. Grant me a voice as I speak forth. Let the words be mixed with the spirit. In the name of Jesus. All right. Are you ready? All right. One, go. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely, He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrows that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destructions that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. 
I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Did you see anything strange? Did you see anything strange? Go back to verse 7. Be prompt with the Holy Ghost. He will show you something like, boom. Read this one again. What do you see? <laughs> what do you see? Say, Holy Spirit. Open my eyes. Let me see beyond. Logic. Let me see by spirit. Look at it again. Read it again. A thousand, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. What do you see? What is the Spirit of God telling you? There's <laughs> just one thing I'm seeing. Can you see this one? Read it again. We were supposed to see they shall not come. But he said it. What does he mean? Now, what I want to say to you is that don't look, look at the scriptures beyond logic. Otherwise, you'll miss a lot of things. I don't want to get into why the Spirit of God showed me it. Because a thousand and ten thousand cannot be it. It should be day. But he said, but it shall not come nigh thee. Can you see that? Which other scripture is similar to this? And my God shall supply all. Genesis 11. And all the people is one. Why? Why does the, you know, the Holy Spirit is the, is the writer. Why is he writing the Bible in this way, the book in this way? Can you recite this chapter every day? Do it every morning and evening. In fact, hold your Bible and stand. I said Bible, not phone, Bible. Your Bible is in the phone, so it's not Bible. It's phone that has a Bible. Use, not, see, there's something, I don't know about me, there's something supernatural about holding a physical Bible and reading. I, I could just tell that there's communication. Phone out, Oh. Eh, you did do you did, eh, you fool uh, on the phone. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope everybody has a, a physical Bible. Yes, sir. Try it tonight and tell me something. Just, just do this. Just go up and down like this and read. Just go up and down like this. If you can read it twice, three times, just read it. Come back tomorrow and tell me something. You'll be amazed. Whatever happens to you, text me. I'll be, I'll be awake. It's amazing. This is the solution for the seals. This is the solution for all the seven seals. See, amazingly, eh, you saw the last one says that, and with long life I will satisfy thee. Now, what, from verse 12, 13, 14, now God was talking about us, what he would do. 
after he had protected thee from all whatever, whatever. That is how the seven seals are like. The first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one that talks about, you know, all the things that are going to come upon them. Remember, it is seal one to seal seven. Now, from seal six, the sixth seal to the seventh seal, that is when God began to now step into the matter and reveal his power. That is where we will see the passion of the lamb. And the Bible says that in the seventh seal was opened. The Bible says that and there was silence everywhere. Because when the power of God comes, the awesomeness is amazing. That knowledge is crushed. And I'll mention a few things to you that you have heard before, but you know, the Spirit of God will show us something else. You ready for that? All right, let's go to Revelation chapter, what is it? Six, verse what? Twelve. And when the lamb broke open the feet seal, remember, we still see the word lamb, 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 Jesus, nowhere. Okay? See, the one that is going to bring judgment upon the earth after we have been raptured is not Jesus, it's the lamb. You, you see it. Why, why so? Because it was the lamb that opened the seal. He did it for mankind so that they may believe in him. But because they would not, his passion will come as anger and deal with the people. Because it should show you, the fact that he's a lamb, bringing out anger, he should have come as a lion, don't you see? But he's not going to come as a lion. He's going to come as a lamb. Why? He still has passion for the people. That the people that are going to be destroyed, he doesn't like it, but he has no choice. They chose not to. I'm breaking it down so that in case I don't get there, you know. When the lamb broke open the feet seal, I saw gathered under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because they had test the testimony of the lamb. And remember, I told you that it's not going to be us. It's going to be those who will be here when we have been raptured and they'll go around preaching the gospel. But today, a lot of people, Christians, are still going through fringes of this one. It's called persecution. Okay? All right. Go on. They cried out, and I want you to see this. They cried out with a loud voice saying, Sovereign Lord, holy and dependable. There's coming a time where we will give God appellations. Like, it will just come from your spirit. The way your spirit is loaded with appellations. Then he said, how long before you judge those who live on the earth and vindicate our blood on them? They are calling, they are calling for vengeance. Then look at the answer. Each one of us, each one was given a, a glistening white robe. They were calling for vengeance, but he gave them a robe. A glistening white robe. That stands for their righteousness, their holiness, and their heavenly nature. To cover up their vengeance. Can you see that? Yes. Why so? Look at it. Look at it. He said, and they were told to rest a little longer. That is why it is, possible, it is, it is important for you that you make it for the first rapture. Because you will be, they will be told to wait a little longer until the full number of was, for, was fulfilled of both their fellow servants and brothers and sisters who were going to be killed just as they had been. Now, if the vengeance of God come upon the earth, 
The people that are supposed to deal with the, with the born again that will be on the earth will no, no longer be around. And because there's not going to be a second rapture, because <laughs> you must die after the first rapture, the only way to get to heaven is to die. So there must be people around to kill you. So vengeance can't come upon them. Can you see that? Remember from the other seas, the peace of the earth will be taken away. And there will be war. And there will be famine. You, you, saw, you saw the progress? Uh-huh. So now, those who will receive Jesus and they will start preaching the gospel and preaching the gospel. Now, those who are going to preach the gospel is going to be a mixture of Gentiles in Christ and the true Jews. Because I've heard you've seen 144,000 in your Bible before. Okay, we'll get there. All right. So please, if you know somebody who hasn't received Jesus, tell them. Otherwise, they will have to wait. Go on. And behold, I saw... So we have done with the fifth one. So there's going to be killings. It's called the martyrdom. Matter. Where people will, be, will die, they will kill them because of the gospel and because of the preaching of Jesus. Like we saw in the days of the apostles, how Peter had to be killed upside down, nailed on the cross upside down. How John, you know, had to be killed. Paul had to be beheaded. John had to be, you know, fried in oil. He didn't die. He was pushed into uh, Patmos for him to die there. And he began to see visions of Jesus. How James was thrown from the story building. He broke his leg. And somebody took a club and hit his head. How some were, were, were pulled on drag on the floor with, with, with a chariot. You know, imagine somebody's pulling you on the floor with a chariot. Your hands are tied, your feet are tied, and they are pulling you on the floor. Wherever they are going, they are just pulling you around, and stones are hitting you, your head, bam, 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 bam. You know, bottles are cutting you, and, you know, sharp metals are. Yeah, that's what they went through. For me, I would like the sword. Boom. It's called, it's called martyrdom. And when you see these guys in heaven, they are so beautiful. Reason why, you see, you see, the pain you think you are going through, I don't have money, I don't have wife, I don't have husband, they are not problems, they are not persecutions. Persecution is you are going to preach the gospel, somebody hits hot water and throw on you. Somebody breaks bottle and chase you. You are always doing, you know, evangelism around Trasaco. Who chase you? <laughs> hmm? Go to those areas where I say, yeah. Look at Paul. His head was cut off. His head was cut off. And they were all excited. That is the difference between their time and our time. They were excited to go through that. For Jesus, I'm telling you, if your growth in Christ and your love for Christ does not increase. There are things you might never be able to do for him. When real situations come and they say, who will step out for Christ? You will run away. But Paul, when they came, he was ready. He followed them. He said, let's go. He told Timothy, today I will see the face of my Lord. There was a time he said, I wish I would live to go and be with the Lord. But for your sake, I will be here with you. They were hungry to go see the Lord. We are all hungry to go see the Lord. But you see, when you are suffering for the Lord, 
Allow it to be so. Some of you have never suffered for the Lord. I'm not talking about hangout. Like you don't have money to buy food or you are not married or you have delayed in life or spiritual marriage or whatever. It's not, it's not, it's not suffering for the Lord. It's not suffering for the Lord. Where the Lord will tell you, go to some village, you go, there's no light, there's no bed, like Bishop, Bishop Adam told us. And the people say, you cannot preach Christ here. You go and set up to do evangelism and the boys in the area will come and say, hey, Apostle Joshua Johnson Suleiman was sharing a story where he went to some village in Nigeria. I, I've forgotten that name, you know, but I've forgotten. No, I don't remember. I've forgotten because I can't remember the name. And then he said, there's no light there. And then the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to him and said, by it was Christmas. He said, by 25th, there will be light. You've heard the story. He said, <laughs> they said, Master, 25th, wait. If 25th light does not come, your life, simple. Now the prophet went into his room. Mixed feelings. God must honor the word. Then they were waiting. He woke up in the morning. They agreed to him, 25th. Oh. 25th. Oh. Until the spirit of God, you know, Gave him boldness. And he told them, yes, the light is coming. And then something happened. And on the 25th at dawn, light came into the city. All of them received Jesus. I think it was a Muslim community. All of them, if I remember clearly, all of them received Jesus. The young boys, they carried him like God. The crusade was awesome. See, God could have held on to the prophecies more. They would have lashed him like Paul. Then at the end of the day, the light will come back. No, but Paul. Angie, Paul says that Agabus the prophet came and said that the one whose ghetto this is, if you go to Jerusalem, this is how they will beat you and kill you. The daughters, the virgin daughters of Stephen also said the same thing. Philip, sorry. But Paul says, ah, are you only are you weeping for me because I will just be beaten? Me, I don't want to be beaten, you know. I even want to die. So that I will experience the resurrection power, the truth. We know the resurrection power is in us. But I want to experience it physically. He said, you weep for me. He said, don't weep for me. And he went. He preached the gospel. But guys, they beat him. The Bible says that he was, he was, it was like he was dead. They stoned him. They beat him. He, he almost died. And when they finished, they threw him into prison. And it was in the prison that Jesus appeared and said, Paul, now that you have preached in Jerusalem, go to Rome and continue. That's when I realized Jesus, he doesn't, that thing that you are saying, Lord, you understand my pain. The reason, it's not like Jesus is not sensitive because he says in his word that the sufferings of this present time is not comparable to the glory that shall be revealed in us. There is a glory that shall be revealed in us. You cannot compare yourself to somebody who's gone to Iraq and has his head cut off. A couple of years ago, the, 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 the Al-Qaeda people or whatever, they catch a lot of Christians there and life and they cut off their head like animal. And you, you don't go for evangelism. You don't do anything. All you are saying is that God, my marriage, God, my husband, God, my this, God, and you go to heaven and you think you will glow like him. He exchanged his, the, his blood for the sake of the gospel. 
You exchange your feelings for husband. If you can exchange your blood, I'm not saying go and die. But the, you know, when we say persecution, it is like you are being squeezed. Like you are being squeezed like this till your life is being sapped out of you. That's what persecution is. I explained the Greek. It is like a rock being, being chipped out of a mountain and you lie down on your face on the floor and then it comes to hit you. Pum! That's what persecution is. So tell me, have you gone through persecution? Alright. So you see, they called for vengeance but they were given robe, righteousness, holiness, you know. And they were told to rest a little longer until, all the, uh, until the full number was fulfilled of both their fellow servants and brothers and sisters who were going to be killed, who were going to be killed. So it's like they were waiting. They were going to be killed. Oh, imagine you don't go for the rapture and you know this scripture and you just know that heaven is just waiting for you to be killed. How the killing will be, you don't know. But it's not going to be smooth like today. No, remember, because the one on the white horse has been given crown, power. Peace has been taken. Now, later on, I will show you that the Holy Ghost will not be here. Go on. Okay, so let's move on to the sixth one. And behold, I saw the lamb break open the sixth seal, which released a powerful earthquake. I saw the sun become pitch black and full moon become blood red. I know some of you have had dreams of rapture like that. Joel also said something about this in Joel 2.10. But you see, it is not really the sun. When the state seal is opened, human knowledge and logic will become darkened. What gives you light? Remember, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? Yes. And the earth was formless and without, and, you know, and was void, and uh, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be, hello? Let there be what? Yes. But again, I think I've taught you this. The Bible says, and God created a big light. But there was a light already. What was that light? Light in the word of God actually stands for knowledge. So, the son is the king. <laughs> you know, Jesus is our knowledge. That's why we have his, we have his mind. You understand? Because in, in the Bible terms, the sun stands for Christ. And the moon stands for the church. And I told you that the sun will shine upon the moon. And the moon will give off light. Right now, we are here reflecting Christ. That's what the Bible says, that we all with open faces, looking us in the mirror, the glory, we shall reflect the glory. So the glory is on us and we reflect the glory. That is why when we say you have the mind of God, can I say this? You, you see what the Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 30? Where it says that the Holy Ghost is the seal. That word seal, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. We are sealed with the mind and the knowledge of, the, of Jesus. So the Holy Ghost comes to seal you. Okay, so 666, what it means is that the knowledge and the mind of Satan is imparted onto the people. 
Because you see, the 144, as we will read very soon, if we get there, God will tell the angels that do not hurt these ones, holy ones, until they are sealed. Until they are sealed. In other words, until they are imparted with the full knowledge and the mind of Christ. How? Why is it so? Because in those times, the Holy Spirit will not be here. So angels will be the ones that will be make, doing all these things. And so they need, for us, when we receive Jesus now, the Holy Ghost is here and he becomes our seal. Look at it. He said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So the Holy Ghost is now our seal. He brings the mind and the, and the thoughts of Christ into you. So the Bible says that for who has known the mind of Christ that he may instruct him. But he said we have the mind. We are sealed with the mind of Christ. That is why you know everything. As you are seated here right now, you know all things. That's what the Bible says. Say I know all things. I know all things. Okay. Okay, go back. Are you following? Hmm. So I saw the sun. So knowledge. Because you see, the reason why a lot of people are not receiving Jesus is because they think they have been to school. They think they know too much. Like Sylvia and I went to evangelize to a man that says, as for him, you know, he's been to school, he's been to that, and then if it's not logical, he won't accept. Say, Holy Spirit lives in me. Show me, prove to me. And so, and so I have to use what he knows, alcohol, to explain the Holy Ghost. Then I say, well, does, he, does he want to drink now? He said, um. <laughs> but he wanted me to come for jazz night and drink some alcohol. I said, I have not tasted it before. He said, you will like it. I said, you will like mine too. <laughs> and I asked him, what's the percent? He said, oh, it's just like 2%. I said, mine is like 1,000%. <laughs> I said, you'll be drunk. I said, sir, do you want it now? He said, um, don't force me. He said, let me go and read about it. And when I like it, I'll call you people back. Don't you hear what the Bible says? Do not be drunken with wine. Wine in excess. But be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. So that when you begin to do bad, 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 they will say, the guy is drunk. He said, yeah, thousand percent. So you see, all the people that think they know, people won't go to heaven just because of Education. That's all. Majority. Because they go to school and they begin to. So God will destroy the structures. I'll get there. So he will destroy the structures of this world. So that their knowledge will become foolishness. Then they realize that it doesn't work. So knowledge will become black. It will be dark. It will be taken away from them. And the full moon will become blood red. Let's go on. The stars fell from heaven to the earth. And the fig tree, shaken by a stormy wind, sheds, you know, its unripe fruit. Hold on. You see, it cannot be literal stars. Because one star is way, is thousand times bigger than the earth. So if one star, because as we begin to go on, the Bible says, talk about the earth, the earth, the earth. So this one can fall. So it's no literal star. He's talking about people of fame. He's talking about people there, you know. 
Because all these things that are happening are happening in the earth. Can you see that? Okay. So it's not stars. I don't have time to go in. Because if it was star, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 6 or so, the Bible called Jesus the mighty, he's the, he's the, if you're looking for the mighty star, he is. So stars can become like a person. The Bible says, and I saw in the hands of Christ seven stars. Do you remember? And he said, those seven stars are the angelos, right? The church, the pastors of the churches. Okay. Just so that you are not deceived. Go on. Oh, all right. 14. The sky, uh-huh. I'll tell you this one too. The sky receded with a snap as a scroll rose itself up. So the Bible says that the sky you see there shall roll up like what? Like a scroll. Hmm. What is in a scroll? Information. You see the sky and you think it's just bare. The appearance of the sky was an information that God gave to the world. Now, when the book is closed, the matter is finished. That is why Abraham was shown Jesus in the night sky. He said, look up and count the stars till date. A lot of people think Abraham counted stars. How possible? How can you even think that? That Abraham was counting. You, can you count? It's not possible. It is the story in the night sky. It was written I don't know about you. There are some people that have had visions or dreams where they see writings in the sky. There are a lot of information in the sky that God speaks to his people through. And I told you, even the blue color is an information. The sapphire stone that spreads from the throne. The clouds, the wind. They are all there. So the sky is giving information to still tell mankind about God. So if you don't believe God, look at Romans chapter 1 verse I think 18, 19, where he begins to say that, look, creation is revealing the knowledge of God. Yet, show us. Look at it. For God in heaven unveils his only anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both towards ungodliness and that lives in the heart. Okay, go back to maybe 16 or so. Let me see. Right. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smoothes the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth of God. Uh-huh. Truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. People that say that, oh, you, I don't need to go to church. You know, I don't know God. I no. The knowledge of God is already in your heart. Whether an atheist or whoever, that name makes me laugh every time. That they don't believe in God. Look at what the Bible is saying. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. Sometimes you say instinctively, I feel, I made a decision. You, you know, you call it intuition. That one there you believe. But God is telling you that the truth of God is known like that. So you, no human being can hide. No human being can hide. And he said, for God has what? embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Every human heart. So nobody has any excuse to say, oh, I didn't go to church. Nobody came to... See, even if we don't go to the villages to preach, like Jesus said, we should go through all the corners. Huh? They still have knowledge about God. The reason why they worship some other gods is that something inside of them is searching for what is inside of them. 
And they will keep searching until they find the God that created them. That's how come all these guys in those religions, after worshipping the God, like, you know, uh, Prophet Sadhu, after being a, 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 a Hindu for a long time, he said, no, 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 no. What is inside of me feel that this God is not proper? I'm looking for the God that created heaven and earth. And Jesus appeared and said, I'm here. And he changed his life. So let nobody deceive you and say, oh, I have not heard the gospel. There's something God has put inside of you that should make you know God. So you wouldn't have an excuse when, the, when it's time, the, the end is here. He said, he has embedded this knowledge inside every, every. If he has said some hearts, we'll know. But I said every human heart. Go on, 20. Now look at it. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Because, look at it, from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attribute easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then, this leaves everyone without excuse. So when you go to the, to the beach and you see the wonders of the sea, there's an information. When you lift up your eyes and you see the sky, even the mosquito you see is part of telling you the creations of God. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. Can I tell you something? See, your soul that doesn't wear off gives you a little picture of eternity. Okay, I know you don't understand. You see how many times you have changed your shoes because the souls have worn out? You have never changed your soul. Have you ever changed your feet? But you have been walking. Why are you not changing it? It gives you a glimpse that there is something that can exist forever without getting replaced. For me, it gives me an idea of eternity. I see God in everything. The stone speaks about him. The river speaks about him. The tree speaks about him. The air speaks about him. The star speaks about him. The moon speaks about him. The, everything speaks about him. Everything. Your body. God has a head. You see your head. You know God has a head. He has ears. You hear his, you, 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 you touch your ears. You know there is a God that has ears. He said, my ears are not what? Darling, hearing. So he has ears. He hears. He said, my arms are not short. That cannot reach. God has arms. He has feet. He said, the heavens are my throne. Is my throne. The earth is my foot too. God has feet. You think you play football? I'm sure. You will see Jesus play football in heaven. Because there is nothing on the earth that doesn't reflect him. You sit down. God sits down. Tells me that he has something that he sits on. <laughs> Can you see that? You have a waist. The Bible says, and I saw him that sat upon the throne. From his waist down was like fire. And from his waist up was like amber. Hmm. He has. He has eyes. He said, I saw his eyes burning like fire. You see, he has hair. Like you have hair. His hair was as what? White as snow. Hmm. He has. He has mouth. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible says God laughs at the enemy that plants evil against us. He tells me he must have a jaw. <laughs> he must have a neck. Can you see that? 
your, your body. That is why you can't laugh at anybody's body. This is not the original. But it gives you an idea of who the creator is. Because he said, I will create man in my own likeness, in my form. Everything reflects him. So no human being, it is only foolishness that can make a man think that there is no God. That's what the Bible says. It is only a fool that says in his heart, there is no God. You can never be bigger. See, when the rapture happens, you will know there is God. All right. Jesus. Revelation. Revelation. Okay. Ah, this is another thing. He said, and every, when the heavens begins to roll, when the book is closed, which means, now revelation about God shall be closed up. It shall be closed up. And he said, every mountain and island was moved from its place. This is not physical mountains. This mountain talks about authority, government. They shall be taken off their place. They shall be, they shall be, they shall be taken off. President, government, they shall be taken off. Taken off. And then the next set of people, uh huh? And the kings of the earth, and his great princes and generals, the rich and the poor, and, and the powerful, and everyone, whether they were slaves or free, ran for cover and hide or hid in the caves and among mountain borders. So when this thing begins to happen, they will not begin to run helter-skelter because God is about to unveil his mighty power. But the, the amazing thing is that whilst the kings, please, the rich and powerful does not mean the Christian cannot be rich and powerful. We are talking about people that make rich and power their God to a point where they don't believe God in any way. They will not accept God because, oh, I have a good job. I have a good house. I have a Satan is deceiving them in that line. When that day comes, the Bible says that all these people shall run helter-skelter looking for a place to hide. You see, the believer too will hide. When the unbelievers are hiding in caves, the church will hide in his love. <laughs> you have not experienced the love of God yet. You think you know the love of God? Even common human love, you haven't found out. The perfect love is the one that says when you were yet sinner. He doesn't like sin. He doesn't like sinners. But he came to die. You, I take you to the altar. I say I love you. I marry you. The only thing that we think is love is sex. But sex is not love, you see. Because there are people that who don't love themselves that still have sex. So showing, me my, showing my love to you through sex is stupidity. Because it doesn't make any sense. Maka. Oh, but we shall hide in his love. Look at it this way. In Romans chapter 5 verse 5, he says the love of God, he has shed abroad in our heart. But there's coming a time where he shall carry us and put us in his love. 
So now his love is in us. But there's coming a time. You know, sometimes it looks like you don't feel the love of God. It looks like God is not close enough. It looks like you don't feel the way you want to feel. So when you feel the AC, you think it's love. No, 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 no. Now, the kind of love we, ex we expel or exude is his love that he has put in our heart. So we can show mankind his love so that they can eat of that love and know that Jesus is sweet. But when the time comes to an end, he shall, there's nobody for us to go and show love any longer. We must now enjoy his fullness of love. So we shall hide in his pavilion. We shall hide in his love. Oh my God. That is why I'm telling you, anybody that dies and goes to heaven, you are doing one year, 10 years, 20 years. They don't remember. Many. I'm not going to cook. The guys enjoy so much love. So much love. I, listen, I'm telling you. Sometimes it's difficult to say this. But if Jesus has revealed himself to you, you will understand what we call love. I'm telling you. The first time I saw Jesus in my room, he smiled. And anytime I remember, something begins to run through me. This is smile, oh. If his own is smiling, yours is frown. <laughs> and, he, and the beauty of his face. You see, because of the light, I couldn't really see. You can't see him, but you are seeing him. He's not talking, but he's talking. You see him and you see love. Because I was lying on a stretcher and he was cleaning me up. Then I came to stand here to doubt what he's doing. And to ask a question, what, what is this thing? Then he turned. He didn't say anything. I don't remember Jesus talking to me of all the revelations that I've had with him. But as he looks at you, he talks. As he smiles at you, he talks. Why? He's the word. And he smiles at you. And you could feel. You can read all the, these books, you know, people that have been to heaven. They will tell you. The smile alone. You can't see his face, oh, but you are seeing his face. I, I can't explain. There's so much glory on his face, but you can see his smile. And you can, when you see him, you will know this is love. It's, it's like glue. It's sticky. Sticky love. It's not a, it's sticky love. Agape love is on the earth, but sticky love is in heaven. Yes, sticky love. Oh, Jesus. So all these guys shall run. And they shall hide in the mountain. There are other scriptures in Zechariah and Joel that speaks about all these things. Because he started talking about them. That there will be a time, that great day, that great day, when men shall run helter skelter. Hey, who you two know, keke? You, you are no one. If the devil can kill you, you are nobody. <laughs> Don't. My mouth wants to be brave. You are just in an expiry container. You see, when you get to know Jesus, you humble yourself. You will humble yourself because the glory you see. Why won't you humble yourself? After seeing thousands of thousands of people gathering about his throne and I was one of the last people. Last. Last battle. The people in heaven, like sand. Plenty, everybody in white light. Like, their clothes are like light. Glowing. And everybody. And the throne of Jesus is there. And somebody tells me, I, I was so ignorant. I didn't even 
didn't know where I was. I had to tap somebody. And I said, what is happening here? He said, the Lord is about to sit. Immediately I said, hey, then I'll wait. Look at my mind. So much in a hurry on the earth. Ah, even in heaven. Depend- I don't even know where I was going, but I was in a hurry. Then I said, hey, then I'll wait. Immediately I said that. The Lord sat in the, he sat in the, th- in the throne. You think the sun is what you can look at? This is about one billion times. And it's glowing. Yet you can see his smile. But you can't see his face. You can see him, but you can't see. And I believe he was smiling at me. And I was wondering, God, why was I the last? Why was I? Everybody will see him. But those that are closer are closer because of glory. And the glory is the amount of God you have. And the amount of God you have is the amount of word. Because you see, when we get to heaven, it's not everybody that will see him. Some of you must be prepared. They will have to give you some, you know, the Bible says that some, some people will be given the, the river of life to drink. And some will be given the fruit of the tree of life. When you eat, it strengthens you. Because where we are going, the glory is too much that it makes you weak. That is the snippet when the power of God comes in and people begin to fall or slain. I'm not talking about those who, those who fake it. But I'm talking about when the real power of God comes and it throws you away. So imagine this is the God. This is, what we see is just his presence. His presence. He is about to come. He has not come. That is what carries you and throws you away. Now think about now he's sitting in his throne and we are all walking to him. Even the seraphims around the throne, they are covering their faces and their feet. And so you see, the only thing that will help you is to eat Christ. Christ is your strength. And what is Christ? The, the tree of life. As you begin to eat the fruit, it says, and, and, and there were 12 different kinds of fruit. And so you have the fruit. You will know when we get there, you, you will know that I told you. You eat, uh, then you, are get, you get some strength. And as you move and move and move, you realize that it's going down. You know why? You didn't, you didn't plan to grow your spirituality. Grow it now. So that when we get to heaven, you don't need any fruit. You have grown to the stature and the measure of Christ already. So as we get to heaven, you are one of the people that have ranks. You go everywhere. You can engage Christ as he comes to hug you. Oh, as for the little children. As they see Jesus, when Jesus is coming, they know. When you see the children are running and running, Christ is coming. They hug him and they go through him. Watch out for the experiences. So imagine you go to heaven and you see this, like you die now. And the people are praying, come back, come. You are enjoying this amazing experience. You won't come home. You think you love your family. You think you love your wife. You think you love your husband. See the glory and see. You say, God, I know you will bring them. We told, I told you before, a, friend, a common friend of ours died. They prayed days on days. Days on days. Pray down. And you know, sometimes when your prayer is too much, Jesus will have to make you come back. But it becomes your decision. So as they prayed, the guy came in a vision. And he told them, guys, he said, he said look, he said, I, I can't leave that and come back. I am sure 
That is the reason why the wife never wept. The wife never cried throughout. If you can see the glory, yes, we will miss you. But we are not crying because we don't know where you are going. Because in prayer, we have seen visions of you enjoying glory. The guy says, I won't come back. I can't come back. He said, you guys should stop praying. I can't come back. Then he said, ten, look at the glory. And then he turned around and then he went back. They stopped the prayer meeting. There's something glorious. The Bible says that the sufferings of this present time, they are not comparable to the glory that we shall receive or shall be revealed in us. Get ready for that glory. Are you with me? All right, 16, quickly. They called out to the mountains and the borders saying, fall on us at once. They want to die. It won't happen. Hide us quickly from the glorious face of the one who seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. Amazing. Now, the word wrath of the lamb is not what you think like anger wrath. It's passion. Strong passion. Strong passion. Strong passion. Now, this is what I told you that why are they hiding from a lamb? Who hides away from a lamb? Who hides from a lamb? You know what a lamb is? Okay, maybe I ran away from a dog, not a lamb. But you see, in Revelation 5, John said, and I turned and saw, he said, the, the elder said that, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. But when John turned, he did not see a lion. He saw a lamb. And it talks about the humility and the love of God. That's what the lamb stands for. Can I tell you something? When you pray, that's when Satan comes and you begin to pray, and Jesus shows up, he doesn't show up as a lion. He doesn't show up as a lion to the enemy. He shows up as a lamb. They understand the language. We don't cast the enemy based on pride. We cast him out based on humility. What is that humility? That is not my power. It is the name of Jesus. Did you understand what I just said? Just so you know. So some people, as they are praying, you know, you put lion on your your status. Jesus does not appear to the other kingdom as lion. He appears to them as a lamb. He speaks volumes. But when he appears to you, he appears to you as Leo. The king of kings. And the Lord, he is not the king of, the, of Satan or the demons. He is the king of kings. We are the kings. For he has made us priests and kings. So he comes to us as a lion. So when we see Jesus as a lion, he has come to his fellow kings. But he is the kings of all the kings. Do, do you understand that? For the devils and his demons, he has no place in trying to prove himself. He has no adverse with him. Do you understand that? Just so when you have dreams and you see a lamb, you understand. Or you are praying and you see a vision like somebody is about to kill you or your mother or your father. And you are praying katayabra and you, you see flashes of lamb. Then you say, no. They want sacrifice. Say they won't sacrifice. Oh, blood. 
No, so you wake up, you go to Cantamanto and go and, uh, and go and buy, you know, lamb. No. You see, when Jesus appears as the lamb, the victory, the Bible says that for he has prevailed. He has already prevailed over them as the lamb, not the lion. So when he appears, the receipt of his prevailing. Can you see that? So, you see, all these people that will not make it to heaven, Jesus came as the lamb. He took the scroll from the father so that all this punishment, mankind can, can escape. But there are some people that are too stubborn because the spirit of Antichrist is deceiving them and lying tongue is leading them. They will never believe even at the point of death. So Jesus can't help it because you see, he did not come to condemn, but there's coming a time where he shall judge. He said, I have not come to judge, but if I judge, my judgment is right. But for now, he has come for, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever be, believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And huh? then what does the 17 say? For he has not come to exactly. Correct. He did not send his son to judge and condemn the world. But to be, save, to, to be the savior and rescue it. For the first time, I don't like TPT here. Show me King James. <laughs> For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be what? Saved. So he came that the world through him might be saved. Then the next one tells you the story if the world does not go through him. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. And so you see, all that you know, pain and torture and all that humiliation that he went through, you still won't believe? Now that he had taken the power of sin off, all he's saying is that believe in me. Now your sin can't take you to hell. It is you not believing in me. Nobody's going to hell because of sin. Because the sins of this world has been dealt with. Mankind has to believe. That is why we must change our language when we go to evangelize. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God is not part of gospel. And it doesn't end there. The verse 24 tells you. After he had told you, Romans 3, 23, after he had told that, you know, for the wages of sin is God, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He said, so. He continued. Show us quickly. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh -huh. Then he said what? Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. Go on. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of the sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. So yes, it is true. There was once upon a time where all men fell short of the glory of God because all men was in Adam and Adam fell short of the glory of God. But the Bible says that Christ in us the hope of that glory 
And this glory is far more beyond the glory of Adam. Because the Bible says that Jesus is from above and is above all. Adam is of the earth and he's earthy. Please understand where you place. You have not lost any glory. Stop saying that. The glory you have today. God said in the Old Testament that he will never share his glory. But when it came to you, you have become a partaker of the divine nature. You have become a partaker of his glory. Can you see that? He is sharing with you. Because you are now part of him. You are now his king's man. You are now his chosen generation. You are now his royal priesthood. Do you know what the Bible says? It said, for we are priests and kings unto him. Unto God. He has appointed us priests. And he has appointed us kings. That is who you are now. Hallelujah. Yeah. So yes, there was sin. And sin made everybody short, fall short. But that is why he came. To introduce righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Act 26, let me see. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus. I think I've taught you this. The just and the justifier. Alright, Revelation. Who says you won't go to heaven? Who's, who said that? I had some, a small nap. I think where I was, I was somewhere. Be heavenly minded. Be heavenly conscious. Think heaven. Don't imagine it. See it in the word of God and think it. Read the book of Revelation. It will show you. The reason why a lot of people don't read the book of Revelation because they don't understand. It's so scary. As if the Bible is talking to you but he was not talking about you. You have been redeemed already. Your name is that you are a fellow citizen of heaven. How can you be a fellow citizen of heaven and you are afraid of your own country? You are a Ghanaian. You went to the US. You are coming back to Ghana. When you see a foreigner, you want to show. You know, I don't know, but there are some of you you might know. When, you, when you, we, are, we are traveling to Europe or America, Ghanaians comport themselves because they know they are going to somebody's country. We don't even talk. We are... Oh... Even the plane, when you are eating, you eat nicely. But when you are coming back, I don't know if it's Germany. You use Germany. Then you see them. As you see black now, I just say, then at the, when we are waiting at the, friend is saying, the boarding gate. And then they said, ladies and gentlemen, Flight number H three five nine. Yeah, get ready. Get ready, no. Like half flight that has seen a mango. <laughs> Meanwhile, the place we are all going to pass is a narrow way like this. Then everybody is there. They are coming to their country. You know, like, because you know, torture, you know, the way you have to hustle, yeah. That's why you must buy your own jet. Otherwise, you join the Iriam Trotro. And then when they enter, everybody has compartments where you must put your thing. If you, oh, somebody can come from the back there and come and put, you know, back there. 
and they are fighting. And the old old men who are here before Christ, no, say me ba piyama me why. And then when the plane is about to land, they say everybody sit down. They have no more call washroom because they are coming to their country. And when we get down, we come out of the plane. The walking is different. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get to heaven, let your walking change. <laughs> For we have come home. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh, we will see for the last time the passion of the lamb again. He will be weeping while he sees souls perish because that is not what he wanted. The Bible says that he wills that all men will be saved. But, but. for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayman night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Fernessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-00800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name.